to the Packers Brothers Podcast. We're all part of one big Packer family. I'm your host, Joseph Lights, and today I will be riding solo. Um, Jared will not be with us today, um, so it's just me with you guys. Um, you are listening on the 365 Sportscast Radio Network. You can find the Packer Brothers every Monday at 12 p.m. noon. Uh, there's also a lot of the good stuff on there, so check it out. And we're working on some other stuff there, too. So um, definitely recommend you guys checking out 365 Sportscast. Um, hopefully everybody had a good good weekend and, uh, and a good Mother's Day. Um, I know I did. So I actually got to go home and see Jared and, and my mom. So that was good. What he's doing right now, who knows. Um, but we'll take care of business here. So, uh, I'm going to start off. I know a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about, you know, the London game and everybody seems really excited about that, um, which they should. Um, I think the Packers are one of the teams in the NFL that probably have a bigger following, um, worldwide and probably in Europe than a lot of the other, um, NFL teams, which might come as a surprise because green bay is such a small market um small market team um but also they're one of the more prestigious franchises in the nfl um so in that regard it maybe shouldn't come as a surprise to a lot of people um i'd imagine they're up there with you know the cowboys uh the patriots probably with you know their sustained success and and tom brady um, and, and probably as of recently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that same reason as in Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, those teams are always going to be more popular and and they're going to be able to, to brand themselves outside of the NFL and be more popular. Um, but I, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, planning trips to London, which I'm super jealous of. I wish I could... I could do the same. Um, I've only been to Lambo once, but to be able to go outside the United States and, and see them play in London, um, that would be awesome. Um, so congrats to everybody who's going to get to go to that game and to get to experience that. That's going to be amazing. Um, and it, and it's, it's good for the sport, um, but it's also good for the Green Bay Packers, you know. Um, get that name out there even more, get that larger fan base because um, the NFL isn't going anywhere. And and we, of course, want Green Bay to be the most relevant franchise in the NFL. Um, and they've done a good job of sustaining sustaining that um, that reputation in the league um, the last 20 years because of their, you know, sustained success. Um, it helps out when you got two quarterbacks like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Um, not a lot of NFL teams can say that. So that's that. That is one of the biggest reasons the Green Bay Packers um, are who they are today, yeah, is because of the last twenty years and and what we've done. Not to take away from, not to take away from, you know, past Packers and and past successes, but. Um, an emerging market with the NFL, um, the Packers are going to be leading the way. 
because of because of their brand and 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 the way they do business. So that's going to be fun. Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know where else they're going to play. I know there's other games being planned um, throughout Europe. Um, I don't know if anybody's, I'm, I'm sure some people are old enough to remember if you played the Madden games um, back in the 2000s, you could actually play with European teams on Madden and I, th I think the European League has since been you know disbanded and stopped I mean you can't even it's hard enough to start up a, a supplemental league here in the United States you know with the XFL and the a league that just failed the AAF I think it was called um, but now you got the USFL which hopefully people are are getting a chance to watch. Um, it's not the best football out there, but it's football. Um, and these games are still fun to watch. Um, when I watched them on TV, I couldn't believe how empty the stands were. I mean, any team or any, any fans in those areas, why wouldn't you want to probably pay you know, it's got to be 10, 20 bucks max to get a ticket. And you just can't believe how empty those stands are. And I know it's, I think it's just based out of Birmingham, but still. I would think the uh, the turnout would be better for, uh, for football. You know, people should be starving to get any football they can. Um, I, I, I'd imagine being in just Birmingham has something to do with that, but... Um, I was really surprised to see the lack of fans in the stands at those games. Um, so that was disappointing, but it's still football. It's good to watch. And I think I was talking about this with a friend tonight. The the platform that a league like the USFL can give those players, you know, to maybe make their way back to the NFL or just continue to play football and you know make a living playing football um, it gives them that opportunity so that's great for them and coaches it's the same thing it gives them a platform to go out and coach and you know build a resume have some success and you know work their way up to you know maybe applying to a college program and eventually getting the NFL I, I don't see them going straight from USFL um, to the NFL, probably unless you know somebody. Um, but it, it it broadens their horizons for other coaching jobs, you know, in the in the collegiate ranks, which are great jobs too. I mean, that's high level football, um, and and that just gives them a bigger chance to, to you know build their build their resume and gain experience as a coach. So all in all, I, I, I like what the USFL is and, and what it can do for players and coaches and any, anybody else, uh, you know, strength trainers, assistants, all of that. Um, people getting like, you know, experience broadcasting cause somebody has got to call the games. Um, you hear a lot of, you hear, you hear some similar TV personalities on there now. Um, I just think it's good all around. Um, 
and you might be able to find some gems in the USFL um, with some players. I know if, if anybody watches the uh, Last Chance U, um, there's a player, his name's Jonathan Franklin the third. He was on that, and he plays for one of the teams in the USFL, so that's, that's fun to watch. I noticed that when I was watching a game. Um, and just because I watched the show, I knew who he was, and, you know, he... <laughs> funny for him um he was actually on the tampa bay active roster got injured and didn't play the rest of the year and then that was that same year they won the super bowl so he's got a super bowl ring because of it um and now he finds himself in the usfl um so maybe he makes his way back to the nfl maybe he doesn't who knows but no matter what it's a good platform. Um, so if you haven't watched that, check it out on the weekends. But let's get into the Packers. Um, draft just ended. So what happens after the draft? You got to sign your players and sign those rookies that you drafted. Um, and the and the Packers have done that. They've, they went out and they signed seven of their 11 draft picks. Uh, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Sean Ryan, um, Enigbare, I'm blanking his last name right now, uh, Tariq Carpenter, Ford, and Toure have all signed their rookie contracts. So they're they are locked in with the Packers next season. And I, I, I think most of them are going to make the team. Especially, you know, Walker, Wyatt, Ryan, Enigbare. Been hearing a lot of good things about Carpenter as a special teamer. So it sounds like he's going to have a really good chance of making the roster. Um, plus, we do lack depth at safety. So if he actually is a viable safety option, that's good for us, you know. Um, so it'd be good to have that safety and special teamer. And then I guess when you get when you get into the guys like Ford and Toure and you know Walker, uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Walker. Um, sounds like he's got a good shot at making the making the active roster too, um, because we there's gonna be a lot of competition for those those depth spots on our line. And you know the Packers do need depth at those spots, um, so those players that have been on the the practice squad or have been depth players for a couple of years now. Um, they're going to have to prove themselves. Otherwise they're going to get taken over by these new guys like Ryan and, and Zach Tom and, you know, uh, Rashid Walker. So those spots are going to be open on the roster and uh, there's a good chance, you know, most of our, our draft class could, uh, could be with the team this year and not just on a practice squad. So that's good news. Um, you know, you draft those players for a reason. And and if you've listened to pretty much anybody talk about the Packers draft, outside of the first round, they think the Packers just nailed it with their picks. You know, with, with players like Ryan and Tom and Enigbare and um, Carpenter Rashid Walker, they 
a lot of the uh, analysts and you know you can call them experts. Um, they got a lot of good things to say about what the Packers did uh, on day three of the draft. And then you can say that you know the rounds one and two are as um, applauded by some, especially the you know Quay Walker at twenty two. Um, I think that one's that one's going to continue to be debated. You're going to have to wait till the regular season comes and see what the Packers do with our defense before you can make any decision on you know that pick. Um, but Devontae White, 28, he, he's a first-round player. That's That was a great pick. And then um, we did overpay a little bit to, to trade up and get Watson in the second. But you, you trade up and get your guy. And it seems like the Packers had a first-round grade on him anyways, Christian Watson, that is. Um, they, they, I think they saw him as a first-round player. So to the Packers, they think they got three first-round players in the, the first two rounds of the draft. And so if you look at it that way, which the Packers are, they think they killed it, you know, overall with their, you know, day one and day two picks. And then day three was just all about depth and just getting good football players. So, and I, I know the, the draft has done past us, but, um, and everybody's been dissecting what happened, but I think the Packers um, did a good job and, and Packer fans should be happy um, with what the Packers did. Um, so I'm going to go through the depth chart here um, and kind of just see where we're at with with our players coming back and then, you know, where our rookies are going to, you know, fit in to what we're doing. And... We could possibly have four or five rookies coming in and being starters or key players on this team. Um, so we're, we're going to start on offense. Um, and I'm looking at the depth chart on our lads. Um, I tried to go to the Packers depth chart on their on their website, but there was none. It said to pretty much come back uh, 2022. So um, our lads has... You know, I was just talking about rookies coming in making an impact. They have Christian Watson, Christian Watson already starting, you know, as one of our outside receivers. Um, I I don't really know how you disagree with that right now. Um, I mean, he's I know he's a rookie, but we don't got much else. Um on the outside besides, you know, Lazard and, you know, Watkins. So, so so we got Christian Watson on the outside, Alan Lazard on the outside, um, Randall Cobb in the slot. Um, and I think the only other person like Randall Cobb, you know, you got Mari Rogers, Sammy Watkins, they could fill that role. Um, I think Sammy could also play outside. So it all depends how the Packers are going to, roll with their wide receiver sets. Um, but I think the upside of Christian Watson is they're also saying that he's a hell of a blocker. So, it, it, as Packer fans know, that's one of the reasons Alan Lazard 
has earned his way on this team and made a big impact um, the years he's been here, especially since, you know, Matt LaFleur took over. Um, and I don't think the Packers have done it receiver. They could still make some splashes in free agency. Who knows what's going to come with, you know, the reigning free agents and uh, post-June 1 cuts. So we'll we'll see what happens there. And the next group is the fun one. Um in part because we drafted so many players on the offensive line this year. Um, and we got we already had players there. So our lads has our starting line as John Run or sorry, uh David Battiari at left tackle, John Runyon at left guard, Josh Myers at center, Royce Newman at right guard, and Elton Jeng- Elton Jenkins at right tackle. So Start of the year, Batiari, Runyon, Myers. So the, pretty much centered at the left side. That's pretty much a lock. Um, those those guys are going to be starting. I'll almost guarantee it. The only one that might not is Ryan or or Runyon, but I think he keeps that job. Um, then you got Royce Newman, a right guard. I think that spot's up for grabs. We drafted two players in Sean Ryan. And Zach Tom, who I think could play guard. So that spot's going to be open. I really think that. And not only that, um, Elton Jenkins, I think when he comes back, he should be our left tackle. But I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So even though they have him starting here at right tackle, as he should, um, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be ready. So that means someone else is going to have to fill that spot. Um, so that's going to have to be, you know, um, Josh Nyman or Sean Ryan or Zach Tom. Someone's going to have to step up and take that spot. Um, so at the beginning of the year, there's really two or three positions that could be up for grabs with uh, left guard, run with it, which is Runyon, but I think he'll keep that. That's one that I think is as open. Um and then right guard and right tackle, I think, are wide open um, until Jenkins comes back. Um, and then then you could go through the whole whole debate of if, if Jenkins comes back and he goes straight to guard, then you're just going to roll with probably whoever you had starting there already at, at right tackle, which, if I had to guess right now, would probably be uh, Josh Nyman, if I had to guess. But they really like um, those two linemen, specifically the guy and Sean Ryan and Zach Tom, um, that are going to be depth if they're not starting. Um, and then there's Rasheed Walker, who I haven't even mentioned yet, but he's going to be there. It's another tackle. Um, and we'll see if he can make the roster and, and add to that depth. Um, or who knows, maybe he'll surprise us and jump in and grab a guard spot who knows Packers like to draft tackles and make them guards that's what they do so the offensive line is going to be really interesting to start the year it really is and then we got tight end um, pretty much locked up uh, Tanyan Mercedes Lewis Josiah Duara Dominic Daphne 
I mean, you're four deep already right there, and there's some more players on this list. Tyler Davis, um, and then uh, Elise Mack. I guess I say his name. Um, so, yeah, it, Tanyan's going to be our number one receiving tight end. Um, Lewis is going to be in there. Um, and our heavy packages, he's going to be that, you know, six offensive lineman, that pseudo lineman. Um, and I'm sure they're going to try to sneak him out and get him on some plays. And then who knows what they do with DeGuara. If they can come up with some packages, get him and Tanyan on the field. Um, might even do, be able to do some creative things with, with all three of them on the field in those big packages, especially on the goal line. Um, so that could be a fun position too because I don't think they're going to address it in free agency. I think what we have at tight end is what we're, it's what we got. Um, I know I was expecting them to, to draft a tight end in the draft. They didn't. So they're going to roll with those guys. They, and I think they like them, so that they're probably comfortable with that. Uh, quarterback, uh, got Jordan Love starting. Just kidding. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, of course, is a starter. Uh, Jordan Love and then uh, Kurt Benkert. Um, he probably won't be on the active roster to start the year. Uh, Benkert will probably just be on the practice squad because um, I really don't think they're going to carry three quarterbacks. That three quarterback's just going to take up a roster spot when I think Benkert will just sit tight on the practice squad. Um, and then running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, it's going to be fun to see how they split those guys this year, especially with Dylan become a, becoming a a real piece to this offense. He proved it last year. He can be that guy. So, which which that could help Aaron Jones out, um, and it could you know give Matt Lafleur the freedom to to find specific packages or plays for Aaron Jones, knowing that AJ Dylan can come in and and handle some of the heavier, you know, workload. Um, and then we got Kylan Hill, which I'm excited to have him coming back. Um, he's explosive. So I'm, I'm excited to have him back and I hope he can stay healthy and, and we can see what he might be able to do, um, in some spots. I know he, he got hurt on a kick return last year. That's where he, uh, tore his ACL. So they might put him back there returning kicks. Who knows? Um, he did it last year, so they must like him there. And then Patrick Taylor, um, he'll probably be on the practice squad. And then Tyler Goodson and B.J. Taylor round out the running back room. Um, no fullback is listed. Oh, Josiah DeGuara is listed as a fullback on here, but that's that's not true. They just threw him in there. Um, we don't, we don't have a fullback on the roster. Uh, Josiah DeGuara would just, you know, be in that role. Um, but I think any of our tight ends could play that role, whether it be Tanya and Lewis or DeGuara. Um, DeGuara is one of the, he's, DeGuara is bigger than Tanya and probably blocks better. Um, so I think that's probably why you have DeGuara there because I, I don't think they're going to put Mercedes in the fullback spot, even though they could. I don't, I don't really see how realistic that is. Um, so that's why they have Deguar there in the fullback spot. Um, so just on offense, you got, uh, you know, 
Christian Watson, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, um, and then maybe even Rashid Walker as rookies who could make an impact and be a part of the starting lineup. And then you got other, you know, second-year players like Josh Nyman um, possibly competing for a spot. Um, and we got Jake Hansen and Cole Van Lennon here on our line too. Um, they kind of seem to be the forgotten people, you know, slipping down the depth chart, especially with the new guys coming in. So they're going to have to prove themselves, you know, as capable backups. Um, otherwise, they could be pushed out by our, some of our younger guys. All right. Let me take a drink real quick. Getting parched, doing all the talking to myself. Without Jared here. All right, defense. Oh, man, our defense is going to be so fun this year. I can't wait. All right. So we got defensive end. Uh, okay, so, that, so they broke it down to the left and right sides, but I'm just going to call them all out, um, not specific to any individual side. Yeah, Dean Lowry, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Jack Heflin, Jaron Reed, um, Akael Byers, Jonathan Ford, and Hati Putatu, Putata. Honestly, never heard of him. He's one of those, you know, unrestricted free agents or undrafted free agents they signed. Um, so Dean Lowry, he's going to start, you know, at the defensive end. Um, and Devontae Wyatt is gonna, probably going to end up starting too. Maybe, maybe Jerron Reed comes in and takes that spot. Um, I guess we're going to see how Devontae Wyatt develops and, and how he looks in training camp and preseason. Um, but the good thing is um, those defensive end spots, just because it's Lowry and it has Lowry and Wyatt starting, um, that might come as a surprise to some people. But the way we play our defense, you know, we we run with those three down linemen and then our our edge players really are the, you know, what you'd say defensive ends because the edge players nowadays kind of fill that they kind of do double duty as a defensive end and a linebacker, but that's that new edge position. Um, so when we say Dean Lowry and Devonte Wyatt are defensive ends, they are, but they're probably not going outside of the three technique. Um, and if they are, it's five max. Um, and that's just, you know, up over the tackle. So they're not going too far out um so and i'd imagine they'd probably stay more around the three area the three tech and then we'd have our outside linebackers our edge guys you know outside of them um playing more of the defensive end role um but we could do some really really fun stuff if we get kenny clark in there um he could play nose or you could put tj slayton in there at the nose and then kenny clark and Devontae wyatt at the three techs um, or if you if you want to go four deep and get heavy, you could put Slayton and Clark in there in the middle. You know, Slayton and Nose, Clark at three. Then you could throw, you know, Wyatt and Reed or Wyatt and Lowry on the edges, like on the defensive end spots. 
um, in a bigger package. So um, we got a lot of depth on our defensive line this year. We're about as deep as I've ever seen us. Um, and we got quality players too and Lowry, Clark, Reed. Um, and if Slayton takes a step and if Wyatt hits, like, watch out. We're going to have a we're going to have a stout defensive line and we're going to be able to put we're going to be able to stop the run and we're going to be able to put some pressure on the quarterback especially with Clark and Wyatt in there. And this is all hoping, you know, that Devontae Wyatt, you know, lives up to his first round pick and and what everybody thinks he could be, you know, not only as a as a, as a gap penetrator but giving us some pass rush as well. Um, and then we go to our linebackers. Um, so obviously in the outsides, it's going to be Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary starting. Um, and after that, it's it's up in the air because we really have nobody established. And I think this is one of our weaker spots on the team. And I think it's one of the spots that the Packers are going to address in free agency still to come this year. So... I would not be surprised if we make some moves at edge uh, in re-agency uh, before the year starts. So Smith and, uh, Smith and Gary, starting edge, and then we got Enigbari, who we just drafted. He could he could be a key depth piece. Um, I think he's definitely going to make the active roster, but he, he could work himself in a very key role um, if he can, if he can uh, accum- accumulate himself to the, the NFL um, as fast as possible. And then we got three guys coming back from last year who we really don't know what to expect from. So it really, you can't really count them as reliable pieces. Um, those players being Randy Ramsey, Jonathan Garvin, uh, Tipe Galai. We just don't know what those guys, so it, it's hard to say they're reliable depth or even, you know, serviceable players. And that's why I think we'll probably make another move at edge. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll take advantage of this opportunity and step up. And then on the inside, we got Devonjer Campbell, of course. And then um, the other inside linebacker is listed as on here is listed as Quay Walker as a starter, um, which I think will happen. Um, we didn't draft him at 22 to, to be a backup. Not a backup to Chris Barnes, not a 22. Quay Walker, you're coming in, you're starting. And he's going to play that, um, that, that big nickel role. Um, so maybe we don't have to, you know, have a third safety on the field. And Quay Walker can can play that position um and that that could you know keep keep Campbell in his position to kind of do what he wants and give him that freedom that made him so good last year um but then even after Walker we still have Chris Barnes who at the end of last year he's playing some of his best football so even I, I do think Quay Walker should start over Barnes it's it's nice to have Barnes behind those two guys is some depth. Um, I don't want to see Campbell go down because I think he's one of the, he's the more important of the inside linebackers. Um, cause I, I'd be nervous to see what would happen if it was Quay Walker and Chris Barnes in there together. 
Um, so I, th- I think if Campbell goes down, that would be, um, I'd be nervous about that. But I, th- I think, you know, if, if Walker goes down for any reason or if he just doesn't perform well enough, we could still, you know, get Chris Barnes in there, which I think Packer fans are they're familiar with him and comfortable what he, with what he can do in our defense. And then uh, the only other player behind them that Packer fans might know of or um, have any shred of confidence in is Ty Summers. Uh, and he'd just be a body in there, you know, throw him in there and hope he can fly around, make some tackles, make some plays. Um, then corner, we got Eric Stokes. Okay, the way they have this on the our lads as the starters could be debatable, um, but I'm just going to tell you guys is what it says on here. So they got left corners, Eric Stokes. Right corners are Sewell Douglas, and then they have the nickel um, corner as Jair Alexander. Are those going to be their positions? Who knows? Um, I actually wouldn't mind if that was the case. You know, kind of give Jair that freedom to to roam around and, and lock up receivers. And, and I think Jair and, and Stokes could be interchangeable in that role. Um I think Douglas should stay on the outside. Um, he's a he's a better zone corner. He's just so good at reading the quarterback and 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 reacting and making plays on the ball. Where he's going to thrive is in a zone defense. So I think at all costs, if you can, keep Douglas on the outside. Um, but I think Stokes and Alexander could um, interchange be interchangeable at that, you know, cornerback and the nickelbacks positions. Um, but either way you look at it, we got three awesome cornerbacks you know starting for our team um so that's great um what's not great is after that is we got nobody for depth uh, we got Schmarjean charles who's going to be a second year player completely unproven we're gonna have kbion ento kason nixon um some of these other guys you know uh rally texada Keandre Thomas, completely unproven players. We can't rely on them to be, you know, quality backups or even, you know, serve, like average backups. We just don't know. They haven't done anything. Even though Shamarjean Charles, or, yeah, Shamarjean Charles was here last year, we didn't see him do much. And he's still a second year player. Um, so yeah, that's. That's another one of the positions that I expect the Packers to target in free agency. They got to sign a veteran or sign somebody with quality experience we can rely on for depth. Because even though our top three are awesome, like probably the best cornerback starters in the league, you just you have nothing after that. So, and then safety, you know, we got one of the best safety tandems in the league, and Adrian Amos. And Darnell Savage. Um, for those of you who don't know, we did exercise Darnell Savage fifth-year option. Um, behind them is Sean Davis and Vernon Scott, Enos Gaines, and Tariq Carpenter. So, again, you run in this situation. Completely unproven players. Um, 
Tariq Carpenter we just drafted and, you know, we're hearing good things and hoping he can be a contributor on special teams. But we really don't know if he can step into a safety role and be a quality player. Um, same thing with Vernon Scott, who's been on the roster for a couple of years now. Um, so those those are pretty much our whole secondary has no reliable depth, which is concerning, and that's why I expect them to uh, address it in free agency before the year starts. Um, but but our starters in our secondary, it's I, it's up there for best in the league. You know, Stokes, Amos, Savage, Douglas, Alexander. You, you're not gonna get much better than that around the league. Like, good luck finding five other starters in your secondary that are better than those guys. Like, please, if you can find five better, please let us know. Tweet it to us, send us a DM something, let me know, because I can't think any of the top of my head. Uh, but with that said, um, going back to what I was talking to earlier, there's a few spots on here where rookies could come in and either be a quality, be an immediate starter or provide quality depth. And, you know, those players being Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, um, Enigbari, and then maybe even Carpenter. So we're talking about four of our drafted rookies that we could be relying on for either a starting position or key depth. So our and that's in addition to, you know, our our offense where we already talked about having three or four players who could be pro, could be in position to come in and start or provide quality depth. So we're going to be expecting a lot out of our draft class. Um, this was an important draft for the Packers, and their players will be asked to make an impact. I really think that because um, they're going to be providing a lot of our depth, and then uh, in a couple occasions, they're going to be starting, uh, especially on on defense. Um, those two front, those two first round picks, they're going to be expected to come in and start. I think. Um, and then Christian Watson, um, of course, we you know you have the highest hopes for him that he can come in and, and get a hold of the playbook and, and really break in faster than we all think he can. Um, that remains to be seen. We'll have to um, just have to cross our fingers on that one. And then special teams: uh, Pat O'Donnell, punter; Mason Crosby, a kicker. Uh, we do have J.J. Molson. And they have Dominic Eberly as our third kicker, so I don't see him making the roster or even the practice squad. So does J.J. Molson challenge Mason Crosby for the kicking position? I doubt it. Um, but maybe they just want to keep him on and give him some experience and have that competition for, you know, next year when we could part ways with Mason Crosby. Um, whether it be you know, him leaving as a unrestricted free agent or um, just retiring because the dude's old. You know, him and him and Aaron Rodgers, the only people left of, you know, those old, old Packer teams that some people might remember. Um, yeah, and that's it on special teams. Um, I mean, the kick and punt returners are Mari Rodgers, but who knows what that's going to look like. Um that's actually could be an exciting position to watch because, you know, 
Amari Rogers, um, Kylan Hill, maybe Christian Watson, Randall Cobb. Any of those guys, you know, could probably be options as a returner. So that'll be fun to watch and see who uh, who gets those snaps at return. So, so yeah, I wanted to go through the depth chart to just give us an idea of where we stand now that the rookies are, you know, being signed and and where they fit in to our team, you know, with the with the season coming up. Um, I'm probably most excited for, um, I, I mean, I, I want to say Christian Watson just because, you know, I love that pick and he was, I was pounding the table for him. He was one of the guys I wanted so bad. Um, cause, okay. So I'll, I'll say true to that. I am the most excited for Christian Watson. Um, but in terms of impact and who will produce the most, uh, I'm looking at Devontae Wyatt. If we can get him, you know, at the three tech beside Clark, or if we can get, you know, him and Clark together with maybe Slayton at the nose, I think he could come in and, and be a force, especially in the pass rush, um, because he's so explosive. And if you can get him one-on-one with some guards with, you know, Kenny Clark eating up two blockers um, or even Slayton, or even Reed, if he can come in and, and play good snaps, you're going to have Devontae Wyatt with those one-on-ones um, with offensive linemen, and he's just so explosive. He could do some damage. So in terms of production and players that could have an impact, like a big impact, I think Devontae Wyatt's at the top. He could really come in and, and change our defense if he can you know, play up to um, what we want him to be. Um and then, of course, I, I, of course, I want Christian Watson to become our number one wide receiver and just and take over, um, not necessarily pick up where Adams left off, but we want to see him be that guy. Because as much as I love Alan Lazard, I just don't expect him to take on that role and become that kind of player. Um, and that's no, you know, shot against him. That's just not who he is. Um, I love him as a number two, and I love him on our team for what he does. But we drafted Christian Watson for a reason, and the sooner he can become that player, the sooner the better. And so let's let's make that this year, please, because we all want to see that. Um. So I said earlier the positions where I think Green Bay is going to have to still address, you know, post-draft. Probably receiver, but I think that's it for the offense. Just maybe add another receiver. Um, I don't know how big you go on receiver. I mean, let's go look at, at who's out here. Um, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Cole Beasley, maybe, Odell. Other than that, I don't see us signing any of these other guys. Um, I don't know how much you want to pay Julio Jones. 
Um, I mean, we got 10 and a half mil, give or take, in cap space. So with some other positions I think we need to address in free agency, uh, just to add depth, I don't know if you can pay Julio Jones. So maybe we do go with a Jarvis Landry or a Wolf Fuller. Um, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think wide receiver is probably lower on the list than the next positions I'm going to talk about, um, which are um, edge, corner, and safety. Um, and I would probably rank those positions in terms of priority as... Um, mm, that's tough, especially between the corner and edge. Mm, I'd probably go corner, edge, safety in terms of priority. Corner, edge, safety, receiver. That's probably what I'd go. Um, so let's go back to the free agent tracker list. Um, corner... Let's see what we got here in the free agent market. Trey Waynes, Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Kevin King, Xavier Rhodes, Jimmy Smith, A.J. Boye, Travis Carey, Vernon Hargraves, Josh Norman. So a lot of old vets out there um, that I think could come in and, you know, well, they, they'd probably be great depth for us. Um, especially a player like, like Joe Hayden. It might be, If you can get him on the cheap, that'd be great. Um, he's still been playing some pretty solid football. I mean, he's not your like high-level corner anymore. Um, Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris, if those guys can come in. He, I mean, I hate to say it, but even Kevin King coming in would not be hateful depth. Get him on a cheap, cheap deal. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like us to target some other players before him, but uh, I wouldn't hate it. Um, so that's corner. Let's go to edge. Edge. Got Jason Pierre-Paul, Akeem Hicks, Jerry Hughes. Anthony Barr, Carl Nassib, Jadavian Clowney, Carlos Dunlap. Um, I think it says down here, KJ Wright, Ryan Kerrigan, Justin Houston. Um, I, I'm not sure how up-to-date um, spot, spot Rack is with these, um, but we're just going to roll with it as they are free agents, and obviously there's some big-name players out there. Jason Pierre-Paul, Akeem Hicks, Jerry Hughes, Anthony Barr, Clowney, Dunlap, all those guys. I think they might be out of our price range, unfortunately, um, because any of those guys would probably come in and, on most teams, be a starter. Um, so getting those guys at depth for a decent price, I don't know if I see that happening. Um some of these other guys down here you could see like Jamie Collins Okafor uh, Lancaster's down here I, d I doubt they go back to him um, 
Or maybe they just sign one of those guys and, and they pay a little bit and really go for that depth. Because um, even though all these guys would start on a lot of teams, I don't see them starting for us with Preston, Smith, and you know Sean Gary. Um, and, and I think some of these guys are just might price themselves out like Pierre Paul and Jerry Hughes, maybe even Akeem Hicks. Um, so even though like we do need depth, um, these top guys, I just don't know if we'll be able to get, I really don't, um, but we're going to see Packer. I think the Packers are definitely going to make some moves. So it's going to be fun to see where they prioritize and, and where they go. Maybe they'll surprise us and, and make some big moves and sign up a player. We just don't think they would, or we didn't think they could, you know, because of money or whatever reason, you know, money or projected skill. We're going to see. And then safety. Let's check that one out real quick. Uh, we got Landon Collins, Tashaw Gibson, um, Chris Banjo, Anderson Dejo, Jeff Heath. Um... Chakwiski Tart. Um, got Shazer Everett. He's at one. He's at the top of the list, but I, I honestly never even heard of him. Same with Nate Ebner. Um, so those guys are unknowns to me, so I, I can't you know speak intelligently on them. Um, but they're at the top of this free agent list, so um, according to Spot Rack. They're assumed to be more of the top free agent safeties out there. Um, but getting someone, you know, like a Sendejo, Ray Heath, I think those are probably on the cheaper end of what we could get. Because um, I, I don't, I don't think we get Landon Collins. He's gonna be too expensive. Sean Gibson, maybe. Um, and then these other guys like Everett and Ebner, who I never heard of. Chris Banjo, he's up there. He's pretty old, but maybe you get him at a decent price, maybe. Um, and I, I just wanted to, you know, look at these positions and, and say some names to put them on your guys' radar. Because um, I do think those are positions that we have to go get some depth. And, and it's going to have to be addressed. Um... So I'll let you guys do what you will with those names. Um, please, you know, let me know who you think it should be. Did I miss somebody? Um, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think. Uh, is there a position I'm missing? Or is there a position that you think I prioritize wrong? Is, is receiver your biggest priority? I don't know. Let me know. And uh, if you want to, come on the show and we can talk about it. I would love that. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, rookie camp just started. So the rookies are out there doing their non-padded works, which to most people really doesn't mean anything. Um, it's hard to gauge really how well things are going when they're just in pads and, you know, you know, practicing on air or against air which is nobody 
um, a lot of unknown out there. So it's, it's going to get really exciting though. Once, you know, training camp starts and we get closer to the season, it's, and hopefully we can sign some depth players that we keep talking about. Um, it's going to be fun. A lot of fun. But in the meantime, please let us know if you'd like to be on the show. We're always open to having um, listeners as guests. Um, and we would love to have some of you guys on the show to, you know, fill out some of the summer schedule and, and you know, keep the fans, you know, interested and excited about you know the the summer and you know kind of the dog days when not as much football is going on and there's not as much news um we're gonna be doing some you know certain show concepts that we'd love to get you guys on here for too um so yeah just let us know we are definitely open um if you want to come on we'll get you on um Please go follow us on, you know, whatever your streaming provider is, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, tell a friend. Tell a friend about us if you like what we do here. Um, we'd love to have them listen as well. Um, I know these hour shows are a little long, um, but that's what we got to do uh, for the 365 Sportscast radio network. Um, and you can always, you know, Skip forward to a part you like. I try to put um, the chunks of the the episodes so you know what times to hit. Um, but we'd also love if you stayed with us for the whole episode. Um, and you can, of course, catch us at, you know, Monday at noon. We'll be on the Sportscast, 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Um, and go follow us on Twitter. Yeah, we're getting a lot more active on Twitter. That's where we like to communicate. Um Hit us up in there always, please. Um, and hopefully next week we can have uh, Jared back in here. And uh, we will uh, have to come up with some concepts for you guys coming up here soon. So that will do it for me here today. Look forward to talking to you guys next week. And as always, go back. Go back.